Hello and welcome to The Remake Mistake, brought to you by WolfbaneBlooms.com. In this podcast, we're going to look at an original horror movie, as well as its remake, in an effort to answer two questions. First, does the remake stand up to the original? And second, should it have been remade at all? Or was this remake a mistake? Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms. And the autumn moon is bright. I forgot the first rule of remakes, Jill. Don't fuck with the original. Alright, in this episode we're going to be looking at Juan the Grudge and its American remake, The Grudge. <laughs> I am Eric and with me as always is Mike. Hello. Hello. Well, The Grudge. Um, I think this is going to be a very unique episode for us in that um, both of these movies were directed by the same man. Mm-hmm. And starring a few of the same people. Almost all of the same cast. <laughs> a few recast Americans. Yeah. Like Bill Pullman. Like Bill Pullman. And Sarah Michelle Gellar. And Bill Pullman. And Bill Pullman. Um, you have seen the American remake prior to this? Yeah, and I absolutely hated it the first time I saw it. When did you see it? Probably 2000, was it, 4 came out? Came out so in Probably 2004 or 5. Oh, shortly after it came out? Yeah. You had just seen it the one time? Yeah. Didn't like it? Nah, didn't, didn't need to see it again. Sure. And I was not looking forward to doing these movies for the podcast, but that <laughs> changed a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, I had also never seen the original, but I had seen seen The Grudge um, many times over the years, probably mostly on TV, though, like MTV style. There wasn't really anything needed to be cut out of it, though, so... No, I mean, it's, just it's for pretty time. tame. Yeah. yeah. Both of them are pretty tame movies. Yeah. More unsettling than anything. Mm. Debatable. <laughs> Debatably unsettled. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so the first one came out in 2000. And... Two? Oh, was it 2002? I think so. Yeah, 2002. Yeah. I'm thinking of... So here we go. So, Juan the Grudge is technically the third in movie the in the Grudge. Japanese franchise. Right, in the franchise. The first one came out in 2000, mm-hmm. which was just called Juan the Curse. I think so. And then Jew on the Curse 2. Which they were made for TV movies. Yeah. And then they came out with Jew on the Grudge and Jew on the Grudge 2. So those are technically the third and fourth movies in the series. And then it went on from there. Yeah. Now there's like eight or nine movies or something like that. Yeah. Um, so the American remake is a remake of the third movie in the Juan series, which is very confusing. And I had no idea that that was the case. And it's not... I mean, I've seen some like videos... Where they talk about all of it as one, but I don't think that the remakes, the American ones, are canon, right? Like, it's two separate things. Yeah, like, if you go to the Grudge Wikipedia page, it considers them all. Like, it counts them all as, like, 12 movies or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. interesting. It is weird. Yeah. So there are three American Grudge movies, though. Yes. That I think are their own. Yeah, the last one came out in 2009, I think. Hmm. So... But Sarah Michelle Gellar is only in the first two. Yeah, I accidentally read a spoiler about... She gets the axe, huh? Yeah, in the yeah. second one. <laughs> um, these these movies are all the brainchild of Takashi Shimizu. Mm, Killed that it. sounded right. <laughs> yeah, you know, just close enough. Uh, Bilingual. He, he wrote and directed um, pretty much the entire Japanese series and... Um, 
directed, I think, all three of the American series as well. Did the third Grudge get theatrical release, or was that like a straight-to-video? The American one? Yeah. I don't know. Huh. I don't remember it coming out, so... I don't even really remember the second one coming out. Yeah. And I get these movies confused with Gothica for some reason. And I get these movies confused with The Ring. I think I get it confused with Gothica because I think they came out around the same time. Mm. Which one's that one? The one with Halle Berry. Halle Berry? It's in Gothica, yes. I don't know the plot. I didn't know nothing about Although it. Although I think I've seen it again on TV, probably. Huh. I just remember the trailer. There's like a girl in the road, and she like goes to not hit the girl. Swerves? <laughs> swerves. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she swerves. <laughs> the trailer probably says Gothica. That's all I remember. Yeah. Anyways, that's not important. No. What's important is... I forget. Juan. Juan. The grudge. And what does Juan mean? I think it means like curse. curse. So curse, curse is the first one. Curse, 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 curse the curse. curse. Yes. Um, so it's weird to talk about these two movies like we usually do because they're almost identical in terms mm-hmm. of plot. A lot of shots are shot for shot. Uh, scenes recreated exactly. And that's a product of being written and directed by the same man mm-hmm. and starring the same people. Um, so instead, I think we'll just try to talk about the overarching plot of these films and then talk about how they were similar or different. Yeah, how each one tackled it. Yeah. So the basic story tells uh, is about the... I can never remember their last name. Yeah, a, I, I don't remember any yeah, of their names. It's about so. a family. Just remember Cat Soup. Yeah, it's about a man and uh, his wife, Kayoko, and their son, Toshio. And uh, the man kills... Did your last name start with a Y? No, it's an S for sure. Dang. Yeah, you're not even close. Smith. Yeah, the Smith family. Um, he kills his wife and son, Toshio. Because And then the was, cat as well. She was having an affair. A suspected affair. Oh, yeah. Was it... Con- well, yeah, all that stuff in the Japanese one is learned in the first two movies. So if you go into that one, you don't even yeah. know about it. They, they give you, like, a brief pre-credit scene of him just... Of him doing them in. Yeah, we had to look it up. Kills the cat pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Right against the wall. Yeah, whips it. Yeah. Um, so then we learn that if someone is killed in like extreme anger or sadness, a curse is born. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's hearing about this for the first time. Uh, so a curse is born from that. And then the curse resides in the home in this case. And anyone who enters the home then becomes cursed. Right. And then they now take that curse with them. And so anybody they interact with or anywhere they go can also be infected with this curse. So Yeah. So if you go into the same place where somebody is cursed, you get cursed. What happens if you die from the curse and then like a week later someone comes to find you? Well, yeah, they'd be cursed. So all of Japan is cursed then? Probably eventually, right? Yeah. It's like an epidemic. Does Kayatsu or whomever is the cursed one? Kayoko? Kayoko. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> does she just hang out there or little Toshi? Toshi? I, mean, I mean, they can go anywhere, right? Well, once the curse, but once, you know, that say I die from the curse mm-hmm. alone. Sure. Because I have no loved ones. Right. And someone comes to check on me. A week later, during that week, was Kyoko just chilling out there? Yeah, I don't think so. I think she's just she goes where she's needed. She's she goes where there's Can people she be that in need two killing. Places at once? 
Also, is there other people who are cursed? Just with other curses? Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Yeah, so don't go to Japan is what I'm learning here. <laughs> There's just curses everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's a good point. I'm not really sure how what like the logistics of it are. Yeah, I had a lot of questions during these yeah. movies. That's fair. Mostly about Japanese culture because it's different. <laughs> Tight. Um, all right, so that's the backstory. Um, now... The, the Japanese movie, Juan, is, is split into six different parts, represented by, like, black screen with a title card. Mm-hmm. So some of those are happening in the main timeline, some are flashbacks. You're basically seeing all these different people and how their lives are affected by the curse. Yeah. Which makes a lot more sense but when you think about, like, okay, the curse is wide-reaching. Yeah. And, like, it can reach anybody. But it doesn't start with the original thing, the original... I guess the main story. It starts with uh, um, with Rika, who is our like social worker. Yeah, but that's mid curse. That is mid curse. Yeah, and then mid- we flash back to second to mid curse. Okay, yeah. So this is very confusing. Yeah, but in the American one, they don't they do away with the six different stories in lieu of just flashing back and forth between one main timeline and one flashback yeah. timeline, which. Personally, is a lot easier to follow. Oh, yeah, it was so much easier. Although I don't know how I would have felt going into the Japanese version, understanding that it was going to be a little wonky with time. Oh, like if you knew that going in? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, the American version was a lot. And it it was a lot easier to follow, but it also felt a little rushed more so than... Yeah. Because the Japanese version allowed time to, you know loud scenes to sit there and yeah. build the tension yeah and especially because we watched the japanese version first this time around and so coming off of that knowing the story that they were adapting and then you kind of get the american version which yeah kind of runs through some of the scenes it skips over entire scenes which is was for the yeah. benefit of the movie but yeah it has that it feels a lot quicker i remember as we were watching the american version um we got to what was the last scene, and we yeah. were like, this can't be the last scene already. Yeah. Like, it, it just felt very quick. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the basic storyline, and this is this is chronological in real life, not in the way they do it in the movie, is that, so the man kills Kyoko and Toshio. Mm-hmm. Who are and, the same in both movies. Right, who are the same actors. And, and then a family, uh, a man and his wife and their mother his mother mm-hmm. move into the house so now they're cursed right so they get the curse um then we're introduced to our social worker character who is taking care of the mother who also gets cursed and that's basically in either movie detectives get involved we learn a lot more about the history of the curse and then it ends with the social worker kind of coming back to the house mm-hmm. and facing the curse head-on yeah. That's basically the plot. Yeah, that's the whole plot. The the Juan has a lot more happening in other flashbacks. We get to kind of see um, a, a girl who was in the house with some of her friends, and then she gets cursed. She was the daughter of a private detective that we never got to see his real story. We just heard about him, and then yeah, here he is. So it's definitely confusing if you're not like familiar with what's happening or what or these yeah. characters as they're being introduced and if this was the only grudge movie that would have made more sense 
but since they, I guess with the American version, they understood that they were going to make more, maybe, I don't know actually if they thought they were going to, but you could explore more with it going further out. Right. And that's what they did. They actually took um, that story that I was just, the, the bit that I was just saying about the, the schoolgirl who was there with her friends, they actually repurposed that for the American grudge too. Yeah. Which you can then explain, this is what happens, you right. get you get grudged. You get grudged. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, it's a lot. Yeah. The whole thing is a lot. Yeah. Which is crazy because it really isn't. The no. the The action of the story is very small. Yeah. I mean, the scares are pretty notable. Not like notable like jump scares, but they're things that you remember. Like even having um, not seen The Grudge for years, I knew what like the beats were going to be. Like, okay, this is the scene where, you know, the hand comes out of the back of her head, or this is the scene where she's under the covers. Like, you remember those moments, and they're the exact same moments taken from Zhuan. Yeah. Like, every scare or unsettling moment in the American version is lifted directly from Mm -hmm. Zhuan. They really didn't add much in that department at all. No. Although, I think that the American version did it a little bit better. Well, and we can talk about the fact that it was produced by... um, one of my personal horror heroes, Sam Raimi. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's great. Good guy. And I feel like you can feel that sort of, um, not not necessarily like his direct influence, but you can feel that that American, like this is what an American scare is versus like a Japanese scare. Like they're very different in terms of, um, I don't know, presentation. Yeah, and I don't think there's anyone who's who identifies that American scare tactic better than Sam Raimi. Yeah, he's got a very distinct... Yeah, he, uh, like, takes it and... Yeah, I don't think anyone else really does that. They either try to shy away or they do it very poorly. Yeah. So, props to him. So go Sam Raimi. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. (laughs) And Sam Raimi is the man. Mm -hmm. Good night. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. I don't know how you want to proceed here. You want to talk about the six different stories within Zhuan? Hmm. No. (laughs) You tell me, man. Tell me what you well, want. I mean, there's really not too much to talk about because it's so simple with the plot details. Sure. Everyone just gets cursed and then done in. So I guess that's it. Oh, there is one thing, though, and it's the ending that I know is very different. Hmm. Maybe we should talk about that. Unless the ending? You want to jump right to the ending? Unless there's other ones, you, other scenes specific you want to talk about. In terms of explaining the plot. Sure. Well, I mean, let's just go through a little bit of it then. Okay. So we've got our social worker character. This is how the movie starts in both cases. So you've got Rika and Juan, and you've got Karen in The Grudge. She's played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. And she comes to um, check on the elderly woman who's the mother. Yeah, Mama Grudge. Right. And so this the, the movie kind of opens with... The social worker discovering um, Toshio mm-hmm. in the this like boy. yeah the little boy in this taped up closet. Uh, Wait, Toshio is his name? Toshio, yeah. That was just Toshi. No. <laughs> oh well. You, you're, you're thinking of Yoshi. <laughs> Probably. No, it's Toshio. Um, so. I mean, no offense. She, she like basically lets him out of of this closet because yeah, he was taped in there. Yeah. Although, How I mean, was he taped in there? I don't know. Well, that also led up to the attic. Yeah. Which bad stuff happened up there. It's the murder zone. That's, well, 
No, that's just where the bodies were kept. <laughs> where the bodies are buried. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Toshio okay. also has a little cat, and he speaks in... The murdered cat. So the cat is also a ghost. Ghost cat. Ghost cat. Continue. The cat... Toshio speaks as a cat. He just kind of, like, makes meowing sounds. Although he says his name also. Well, cats also say Toshio. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> cats meow and say Toshio mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, so, yeah. So there's a little Toshio. He gets introduced. And he's basically... Um, I don't know how you would describe him. He's kind of like the mischief component to Kayako's murder component. Like, Toshio shows his face a lot. Um, he's more of the warning sign. Yeah, he's kind of just around. Yeah. Um, he doesn't ever do anything except kind of just creep around. And then he he's like the flag that, oh, here comes Kayako. Mm-hmm. She's going to get you. Yeah. Um, and Kayako infamously has that uh, uh, death rattle sound because it's explained that when she was murdered, her throat was crushed yeah but that's explained in previous films yeah i think they also show it in the yeah, american, in the american one. one they actually show her, like her voice changing yeah he like just crushes your neck yeah throat throat yeah, and the throat yeah yeah um so you know there's that little backstory <laughs> <laughs> apropos of nothing um and also while we're thinking about it we're not thinking about it uh, the lady ghost. Kayoko? Kayoko. I'm not even going to try to remember names. That's I've fair. already gotten the ones wrong that I That's thought I knew. Very true. Uh, can she walk? Because sometimes she's walking and sometimes she just trues tru- to call. Cr- <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Sometimes she walks and sometimes she chooses to crawl. That's true. In the infamous stair scene. Which they used way too much in the Japanese version. Her crawling down the stairs? Yeah, it's like, and I don't know, that ghost was not effective to me at all. Yeah, you just kept laughing whenever well, she came come on, on screen. It's just like she's walking around with her eyes wide open looking surprised. Yeah. I, I mean, there were definitely elements of, you know, atmosphere and things like that yeah. that I really liked, but, and I liked what she, she was doing i guess but not how she was doing it yeah just a face painted like gray grayish blue yeah i mean i get it for sure i think the moments where she was like were was bloodied were much more unsettling to me yeah because they which they cut out of the explanation out of the remake Mm. that she was like stabbed oh a bunch of times yeah by mr yeah i don't know his name mr papa toshio Father of Toshio. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it. There's there's something, there's certain scenes where, like the scene when, um, you know, they lift up the covers and her face is just underneath. That oh, are just kind of silly. I couldn't handle that. Yeah. But something about, to me, in her movements is very unsettling. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That part I get. Yeah. It's just not right. Yeah. Which I was get all it. done without digital effect. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Which is cool. Yeah. I don't know, man. One thing I think about these movies is that, um, and it's probably just because I'm thinking too much about it, but there's no consistency in like what the curse does or how it manifests or like what it can do. Yeah, there is no scene explaining that. There are like moments where presumably the curse uh, calls people on the phone 
you know, uh, yeah. where it can make itself look like somebody else. Yeah, it's uh, different people. Like, yeah, the character of who's the main one in the Rika. Rika. Yeah, she was. She was in the remake, but only for brief moments, to die, and then was that the same actress? Yeah, that was the same actress, same character, huh. and then to kill Ted Raimi. Oh yeah, Ted Raimi's in it, man. Yeah. Oh man, Ted Raimi's that great. The whole podcast is about him. Yeah. Ted Raimi's the man. Yeah, talk about someone who needs a remake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I forgot what you were talking about. Well, no, just her, how... Like, was she on her own curse at that time? Oh, yeah. Cause, I mean, all of these people are killed in horrible ways. And to my understanding, each one should start their own curse then. Yeah, and one thing I read online was, like, some of the bodies disappear, and some of the bodies don't disappear. Parts of her body disappeared in the remake because her jaw fell off. Yeah, but it was still in the attic. Like, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, but then the rest of her was just walking around. Yeah. Like, what, so was it actually walking around, or was that just the curse appearing to Ted Raimi? There was a lot of blood. No, because... Well, I don't know. Because right before... Because Ted Raimi was at the house, so he was cursed. Yeah. Because he found the bodies. Mm-hmm. And then when he's walking down the stairs in the office building, he in the corner is little Toshio. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the same curse. And then she appeared. Right, but so why would she appear to him rather than typical Kaoko appearing? You know what I mean? Yeah. I just have questions about how the curse it's very uh, represents itself to people. Yeah, we're going to change the premise of this podcast just <laughs> asking questions and you just reach out to us. Yeah, if anybody knows anything about the Grudge movies. We did minimal research, so. Yeah, I was not even aware that, that um, there were 14 other Grudge movies. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about the Izumi scene then because that's a scene that's pretty pretty big in Zhuan, but yeah but is not represented at all in the in the american remake and that's the the school girl oh um i thought it was a which car is, i don't know it's probably my least favorite scene from Zhuan, just because it, it feels out of out place of yeah yeah it's the only scene that it's really interesting moves away from the main storyline yeah because that's a different grudge curse it's I like guess. A, yeah and it's a totally oh, no, different family she sees the little boy well, yeah, because her father was cursed. Yeah. And then so she got cursed from that. Which is much better done in the remake because she's replaced with Bill Pullman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole Izumi scene was very confusing to me. So Izumi is shown to us initially as a little girl mm-hmm. whose father was a detective who worked on the initial Toshio Kayako murder. Yes, as a private detective, I thought. Yeah. So this is this is much later now. We're shown Azumi as a teenager. Yeah. So she's grown up. Her father is dead from the curse. Do we see him die? Uh, he goes to no, burn the house down. We learn that from her mother that he did the same thing that she was doing right before he died. What? Blocking out the windows and everything. Oh, yeah, being real weird. Yeah. Yeah, so we learn that... We see him get cursed. Yeah. Azumi has... Zumi and three of her friends went to the house. Mm -hmm. They were at the... At Kaoko's house. 
we learned this all in, in a weird like sub flashback from a different yeah. segment of the movie. Yeah, one of the just that room was in a flashback, and we were in present time watching into the room. You can see how this is all very confusing. I can. Um, so then we learn we're in we're in high school with Izumi for a moment, and the other three girls that were with her have disappeared. They're gone missing. There's missing children's posters all over the place. We see them again though. We do. And Which then, just fuels your question. Yeah, I have so many questions. Azumi, uh, is that back at home? You know, yada yada yada. The three ghost girls come. This is the. This is another time we see the curse manifesting itself as other people. Because Toshio's there, Kaoko's there, and then these three girls are there. Which they just show. It's like the Rika. 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 <laughs> yeah scene because they just show up to torment briefly yeah they kind of they're just like chasing her around her apartment almost like you know dracula's oh yeah his maidens or whatever what are they called concubine sure and uh and that's it then they get her and uh kaoko sucks her into like an armoire shrine thing oh yeah that was and then you that see like real stupid weird superimposed heads of her and her father appear briefly so as to suggest that she's with her father. That was dumb. Yeah. I mean it wasn't great. It was my least favorite segment of Juan for yeah, sure. It took you out of it. Yeah. Maybe that's why because the next scene is we jump a little bit later because initially we thought that Rika Rika? You got to get Rika at least, man. I'm trying. Give me Rika. I'm trying. <laughs> I gave up Toshi to get Toshio, so bear with me. We jump a little, because initially we thought that she was missing, because we never saw her again, and then, yeah. there, well, we saw her in a hospital. Rika? Yeah. Yeah. And then it jumps to the future, and that's like the last, that's like the climax. So maybe that's why they cut that scene out. Just to jump right to the climax? Yeah, and that maybe, and... They're almost... Almost the exact same runtime. Yeah. Like an so hour and a half on the nose. We get the... Instead of getting that story, we get the backstory of Toshi and Mama Toshio. Toshi and... God! Yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, well... Toshio uh, and Mama Toshio and Papa Toshio. Yeah, and in Juan, the supporting character to Rika is her friend. And in the American grudge, we get... Um, the guy from Roswell, what's his name? I don't know. Uh, you know, I got Bear, it written down somewhere. J- Jason Bear or something? Yeah, B-E-H-R, I think. Yeah, Jason Bear. He's like the love interest who's completely useless. Yeah, that was that was the only change that they made to the remake, in the remake, that I didn't like. Yeah, I mean, I think it would have it been better served to be her friend. It was just this pointless love interest. He did nothing but like It would have sleep. worked had it, you know, we had any emotional attachment to this character. Yeah, it was extremely like underdeveloped, even the relationship. Yeah. No, it was he slept, he went to work and read a book, and then he went home and slept again. Yeah. And, and he, then he saw like, him at a restaurant and then he went home and slept again. That was his work. I oh, think he worked at that he restaurant. Worked at the restaurant. Yeah, cuz remember he turned the sign from open to close. <laughs> No, I actually don't remember that. <laughs> I remember that because it struck me because it made me question, they're in Japan, so why is that sign in English? Yes. Like, everything in that restaurant was English, so yeah. maybe that's why the restaurant wasn't doing well. 
<laughs> All right. Anyway, um, man, I don't know. Mm. What do you think? Well, we could talk about the ending now. All right, what do you got? Although I'd like to talk about Bill Pullman. Go ahead. Because of the whole thing, both movies, that scene with Bill Pullman where he's, so he's walking through, basically, he's a ghost walking through everything that's happened. Oh, no. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar is walking through everything that's happening. Yeah. So he was a teacher of... Toshia? No. Kaoka? That's the one. He's a professor. And she's a student, and she becomes, like, obsessed with him and leads husband Toshio. Nope. I'm bad with names. <laughs> leads her husband to believe that she's cheating on him because she wrote all these love letters and everything. And then, like, he gets the letters and he sees the address and then he's going to the house and the murders had just happened so he's discovering all the murders and kind of seeing them yeah that was a cool scene yeah that's that was my favorite scene through both of those because the most jarring scene for me was hearing that pounding sound and then you go in there and there's the dad ghost, hanging yeah and ghost toshio just like pushing his hanging yeah, body taking his feet and smashing him against the wall yeah it was cool that yeah, was very unsettling yeah and I knew what was happening, so it made it better. Yeah. So. Yeah, that sequence is re- is kind of replacing the Izumi sequence yeah. from the original. I like that one a lot better. Plus, Bill Pullman, very underrated. Uh, yeah. Not to you, though. No. No, he's perfectly rated to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tight. Yeah. And then that leads to the big climax, I guess. Um, yeah, which is a big climax. no, and it's different in both movies, but in a way that uh, again is very very confusing. underwhelming. Yeah, I don't fully understand what happens in the original. No, at the end that I was if that had, something like that had happened earlier in the movie, I would have been done. Yeah, it was just dumb. It so was bad. In the original, Rika goes back to the house. This is the very end of the movie. Rika shows up at the house because her friend was going there. Mm-hmm. Her friend was there to see Toshio. Um, Rika realizes her friend's about to get cursed by entering the house, runs back, ends up back in the house, mm-hmm. and she sees herself as Kaoko in the mirror, right? I don't know. And then there's like this long scene where she's remembering all the things that happened, but she's in the place of Kaoko. Like, right there, she's she gets that those flashbacks. Right. As... I don't know. I don't know if she's herself or not. <laughs> I know. It's weird. Because then, you never really get a great look at Kayoko. Right. As who she was. Right. seeing her in the, like when Bill Pullman's gone through all the pictures. Oh, yeah. That didn't, I wouldn't have recognized her no, at all. She's in the back of all of them because she's stalking him. Yeah. But she doesn't look, look like the same. No. Like, I was like, yeah. no, she looks much better because she's not walking around all surprised with her eyes agape. Agape? Yeah. Maybe. Um yeah. Gap. So then, but then Kyoko does her in anyway, because then the last scene of the movie Which is Rika. Was so stupid. Yeah. This she, is the stupid thing I was talking about. Oh yeah. She's like up in the attic. Rika. No, no. no. When then she like covers her eyes. Puts oh her, yeah. Like puts her fingers over her eyes, and I've been really. She looks through her, her fingers. Yeah, and then that's how she. She can see Kaoko for who she is, right? Yes. Which that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I forgot about that entirely. Which is interesting because, and this is for a lot of moments, I think, 
the director, what's his name? Uh, yeah, him. Uh, Takashi. Yeah, Takashi. Thank you. You're welcome. He directed this one too, so he purposely left parts out. Right, like that whole thing of so, having to look through the eyes was purposely in, left out. Yeah, so I wonder if he was taking this chance to either... Kind of tighten fix, it up. Yeah, fix mistakes maybe, or maybe that doesn't translate to American audiences. Didn't really translate to me. Well, we're American audiences. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 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 So I, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to think about that too as like, because like I mentioned at the top, this is the first time we've done... A remake or anything where it's directed by the same person or even led by the same person. Yeah, this is a lot of firsts. For yeah, us. and so you've got in this instance like a super unique opportunity for for Takashi to be able to say, well, let's you know, let's take out some things that didn't work. Let's try some things new. Yeah. And I mean, for the most part, he just shot the same damn movie yeah. twice. But um, yeah. it is interesting to think about like that that was even an option. Because yeah. a lot of times in these remakes, you have a whole new creative team coming in and saying, okay, we're fans of the original. How can we update it? Yeah, put our voice in here. Right. And, and same, this movie, the original Juon was 2002. This is 2004. So I think as we mentioned when we were talking uh, earlier was that by the time they started production on this, it couldn't even have been much more than six, no, nine months they off of saw it was Juon. a hit and thought, well, we should make an American version. Yeah. I mean, it had to have been... He must have stopped working on Juon and pretty much started working on The Grudge. Yeah, with Sam Raimi's voice in there a little bit. Yeah, that had to just be such a weird thing for him. Yeah, to to, to work on almost the same movie back to back. Yeah, which couldn't be ha- couldn't happen in the same like if you were to remake if you were to have remade this in Japan that wouldn't have worked. Same thing here. You can't have you don't see a director remaking their own movie. Right. Yeah, it's weird. That is weird. There are so many... kind of uh, like it, though. Yeah, there are so many American remakes of foreign language films, and... Some better, some worse. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can't think of one. I'm, there might be one, but I can't think of another where the same exact, like, creative team and actors and actresses were yeah. involved. Well, this is, like, the only one where they remake something from, say, from Japan, and it takes place in Japan. Right. I, also, I was reading that online, they're like... It was a big deal, the fact that this was a, a foreign language remake taking place in the original country yeah. instead of being rewritten to take place in America. Which is interesting. Although it wasn't the same house, I was surprised to find yeah, out. Yeah, it was rebuilt. Yeah. yeah, on a stage. Which was surprising because, damn, it looked good. It looked yeah. exactly like that house. Yeah, well, yeah, that probably isn't too hard. <laughs> it was good, though. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Yeah. So, anyways, stupid looking through the... Fingers. Oh yeah, the fingers. Yeah, I didn't. That's the part that made me think this is, this is probably why. I didn't like this movie. I, and. I don't know if I would say I didn't like this movie actually. Juan. Yeah, I didn't like parts of it. Yeah. I felt like it was too. It was just stuff we'd seen so much, and maybe at the time we didn't, but it just felt very. Here's all this stuff. Here's a ghost doing some ghost stuff with that's not that original with a plot that isn't also original yeah and i think it was an interesting point that you had made that um the characters in this movie are um almost inconsequential yeah for the most part the characters exist to be done in by kaoko yeah um except the well besides the murdered family and the right. catalyst. And you can say that about 
like a Friday the Thirteenth movie, for example. But those characters, they have strong personalities as like They're caricatures, archetypes. right? Archetypes. It's like, hey, here's the obnoxious kid. Here's the stoner. These characters were all very just yeah. plain. And the whole, it's like the whole plot is placed on them. Yeah, they need to carry these movies, right? The, you know, the victims in a slasher movie aren't there to be yeah. carrying the plot, right? So, yeah, it's it's interesting, and the pacing of Juan and the Grudge is such that you're introduced to a character, that character dies. You're introduced to another character, that character dies. Almost like little vignettes. Yeah, and so it is. It's hard to connect with those characters when yeah. they're just in, in ten minutes. They're going to be dead, and you're going to move on to somebody else. Yeah. If I didn't already have a relationship with Bill Pullman, <laughs> I wouldn't have cared at all about him. Previously established. Yeah, I, I, I just saw him as Bill Pullman, not as the character. Sure. Famed actor Bill Pullman yes. throws himself from balcony. <laughs> First moments of the film. Yeah, it's not a spoiler because he just... I can I can relate to that. Just wanting to pitch yourself Looking over, over the Looking over at your wife and thinking, yeah, maybe I'll just fall <laughs> over this balcony. <laughs> Fantastic. I don't understand why he did that. I don't either. Was he think, it wasn't influenced by the curse? I think I read that there was a scene cut out, and maybe this was still in and maybe this answers our question about the dead bodies. Okay. That the curse what's her name? Kaoko. Thank you. I should just hit a button every time I need that. Yeah. Uh can possess a body. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, she'd have to because there were certain scenes where um, somebody who we knew to be dead was, was walking around. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but we don't know if that's an apparition or the actual body. Oh, well. So it might be the actual body if she's walking around with that body. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, so the theory was that, like, she had possessed Bill Pullman's body? That's my understanding of it, and that makes a little more sense. Yeah. Or was it like a, he just couldn't live with the, the knowledge of what he had seen? That makes sense, too, though. Yeah, because he ran out of that house visibly shaken. Yeah. That all those people died because of his existence. Yeah. Which was a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I mean, going back to that kind of flatness of the characters, um, it was the same way in the remake, though. Sarah Michelle Gellar, like, I like her as an actress, but she was... There was nothing there. No. There was nothing for her to do. No. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons I didn't like it the first time around was because I didn't care. It was just one scene going into the next. Yeah. But it is a movie about the, the ghosts, I guess. About the curse. Yeah, and so. the ghost didn't, oh, yeah. didn't do anything for me. Yeah. If you're not unsettled me, by the ghost, then it's not going to... A little boy painted bluish gray. Ah, yeah. sorry. A little Toshio. I mean, he had some good moments, though. Oh, sure. When Bill Pullman, yeah. if you've heard of him, uh. was goes to the house and finds him and he's just looking out the window and then the little boy's in the foreground yeah foreground or background he's in the back and he just looks over at Bill Pullman and opens his mouth and just screams like a cat yeah he has moments like that that are effectively chilling yeah I I mean that's that was my thought about both of these movies and and I was kind of taken taken uh, back? Back, I guess. That's not really the word I'm looking for. Taking a front. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Juan, actually, by how unsettled I was. Um, I, I've i heard people talk about these movies um, as though, like, they're the scariest movies they've ever seen. Yeah, people love these movies. Yeah, 
and I just don't see I don't see it as scary, but very unsettling and atmospheric. Like if you take if you take the moments of um, of these flat, boring characters, and you you really get into it, right? And you're completely have your guard down, and you're just like tr- you know working through these slogging through these moments of boredom, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you just get this shot of like you know Kaoko contorting her body you know creaking Mm -hmm. it's i don't know it's pretty unsettling if you Mm -hmm. like fully allow yourself into that mindset yeah i didn't feel like it was a good payoff well and that is the problem is the payoff is kind of lame yeah which that's why the american version was better with having sam raimi attached where he can you know give you some jump scares which is usually it's not something you can say but this movie needed a jump scare yeah I think too, just what what happens to the person once Keiko gets them is anticlimactic in most cases. Getting pulled under a blanket. Yeah, they just uh, they disappear. Well, having your jaw ripped off. Yeah, but we didn't see it. Yeah, we just saw her feet dangling, shaking yeah. from the attic. Yeah, and that was only in the American one. You didn't get any of that in the. I think in she Juan. just got pulled right in. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much, you see Keiko. The payoff is that is Keiko's face. Because there's nothing after. You don't see anything after. Yeah, which, as I mentioned... Which isn't always a bad thing. I'm not suggesting that you always have to see what's happening, but... It needs to be better. Yeah, there, there's no... Done. There's no, like, fear there if... Oh, it's like, oh, Keiko just, you know, tucked that nice woman into bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, even scenes that felt like they should have been these huge scenes, like when the the son and daughter of the elderly woman or daughter-in-law yeah are like she sees she gets cursed then she's lying in a bed kind of making the sound oh yeah both side both uh versions and then he goes in there and tries to find her then kaoko's in there that's the first time we really see her i think yeah and then uh toshio there you go i knew you just pops up to scares him yeah and that felt like that should have been a huge scene, but yeah, just here's this, and now on to the next. I also feel that way with this scene that immediately precedes that. Um, in both in both films, the daughter-in-law uh, falls asleep on the couch. She wakes up to the house kind of ransacked, yeah, they, and the elderly mother is just like sitting upright in bed. Thinks, yeah, and that to me is like the making of a really fantastic, like insidious conjuring esque yeah, like haunted house scene, right? right? Where like she's she's looking around the house and and things are happening and she's very uncertain of what's going on. Like really creepy stuff. A lot of yeah. people can like relate to that kind of thing. Yeah, but. these are haunted house movies, but they don't feel like a haunted house movie. Right. And instead of anything happening, she just she's like, Oh, the house got ransacked, she kinda of pokes around for a second mm-hmm. and, you know, Toshio gets her. Yeah. And then not even really gets her and she just lies on a bed. Yeah, she's kind of catatonic. That's one thing that, um, as I was, as we were kind of going through these movies, I kept writing down the word catatonic, because because it's a play on words. Because there's a cat. No, not at all. Mm. <laughs> because every, almost every other character in this movie has a long period where they're just like in a catatonic state after seeing Toshio or seeing Kaoko. Yeah. Well, except the sister. Which sister? Oh, yeah. The only sister. She just gets sucked into a bed. Yeah, into a blanket, yeah. Yeah, she gets tucked in. She gets in. tucked in nicely. Yeah. 
Um, Sleep well. But everybody else, there's just like periods where they're just like in a corner staring off. Yeah, even Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. So I don't know. What's exciting about that? I don't know. Yeah. I would say, though, that through these podcasts, this podcast, these movies we've been watching, there have been more times than not where we start the podcast with me thinking I really like that movie mm-hmm. and then we talk myself <laughs> out of <laughs> right it, out of it. Of. it just kind of unravels sure this one no this is how I went in yeah to the podcast and it stays almost stronger so yeah well it? I think it's interesting to note that after we watched Juon you really uh, didn't care for it oh no but then after the grudge maybe you had more of an appreciation for Juon I did well that's because I understood the story better I think sure and I this is well this is going to answer your question later so I'll hold on to that but mm. I had different I almost felt like we watched them out of order I feel like I would have benefited more from watching the original or the remake first and then going back and seeing Jill. yeah and maybe appreciating the little smaller details better that's very fair yeah and it's, understanding what the hell was going on yeah it's it's hard when we do these because you never know what order you should watch these in. No, usually, you want to go with the original. Yeah, how you would have seen them. Right, feel like that'll give you like a more unbiased um, look at what they were trying to do. But in this case, yeah, it was the same guy too, so that doesn't help. Yeah, and again, Juan is not the, is not an original movie. It's the no. third movie in yeah. a series. A, yeah, so that's conf- we were even more confused going in. Like we, we almost should have watched. You know, Juan the Curse, Juan Curse Two, and then Juan Grudge. Oh, that's too many. Oh Juan yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't I have can't. survived it. The, you would have walked out. Asian horror films don't They'll pull do me in too you. much. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's just a different horror movie culture, and that doesn't yeah. get me too much. It's, yeah, it's a very different. And it style. didn't help that this one was very much like a college project quality. Yeah, very low budget movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it felt low budget. Yeah. Which is why I could overlook the ghost a little bit more. Sure. Like the look of, yeah. of her, of yeah. Kaoka? Which they more or less kept in the original, or in the remake, but they, and I'm the, one thing I could say about that is they were very minimal, at least the, to my understanding, with CGI. Mm. Yeah. So I appreciated that. Yeah. But, I don't know. It'll be interesting, we'll have to do more foreign horror movies yeah remakes. I mean I think we should definitely at some point tackle The Ring yeah we just need uh, to give it time we've been toying with doing Let the Right One In but those movies are almost shot for shot yeah like doing Psycho yeah Psycho is yeah so alright I don't know you want to uh, look at the questions yeah let's take a look at the questions we've said all we can uh, so now it's up to the listener to piece together what we said to make this coherent. Much like Juan, <laughs> you're gonna have to listen to this podcast out of order to, to put the whole picture together. Yes, um, look up details. Yeah, there's a lot of independent research needed to yes. fully appreciate this look podcast. Up facts about Eric and Mike. <laughs> All right, first question: Does the remake stand up to the original? Yeah, I think it exceeds the original. I think it takes what it does what a good remake should do, where it takes what worked from the original and what didn't and tries to fix it and succeeded. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I think that's a direct product of the exact same guy. Yeah, because he knew what he needed to do. Yeah, 
it's, and, it's like the only proper remake because it's the guy who made it and then he remade it. Yeah. So. And I didn't know that this movie was the American Grudge was a big success. Oh yeah, that's why I was reading that um, they greenlit Grudge Two in like the opening weekend because it did so unbelievably well. I did not. Maybe that's why I saw it to begin with because it was getting a lot of buzz. Yeah, I mean it was. I remember it being popular at the time at least. Sarah well, Michelle Gellar was fresh off of Buffy too, so, yeah. so she was a name. Yeah, that's a shame. She hasn't. Yeah, I really done too, too much. much. But she um, suffers from the curse. Yeah, the grudge, the Bull Pullman grudge. It does only have a thirty-six percent the remake critic yeah. rating on yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty low. From what I understand, the this was, I guess the Juan grudge doesn't have a critical rating, but it has an audience yeah, of like 55. audience, yeah, fifty-five. And the but American again, that's hard because that's not necessarily just. Right. Japanese. Yeah, and the American audience rating is 46, so a little lower but comparable. Yeah. And um, I think it's because of the characters. Yeah, probably. Because the scares and feelings are there, as yeah. we mentioned. The atmosphere is for sure there. Yeah. Um, I just think the story's tighter, too. I mean, not to beat a dead horse, we've talked about it a million times, but... Yeah. Um, it absolutely is. Yeah. For, it feels a little bit rushed in some areas, yeah. but otherwise it's... But good. for somebody coming in new, not, not having... a better introduction yeah. to the rest of it, yeah, right. as we mentioned. All right, last question. Should Juan have been remade at all? Or should they have left it alone? No, I think so. Yeah. Do you think that if... I'm going to pose this question in two different ways. If Juan was an American movie to begin with... Should it have been remade? Should it have been remade again as another American movie? Yes. Or if it was, should Juan get a Japanese remake? Do you think that would serve any purpose? Yeah, it's kind of the same question. And I can't say for sure because I don't know what the other ones look like, but they might be very similar. Yeah, it's also the uh, the original one. If it were, say, in your scenario, if it was an American version, yeah, would it be still that low budget? Yeah, I think so. Then you'd yeah, have to assume so. Need to be remade again. Yeah. Would you like to see another remake? Yeah. Now that it's almost going to be fifteen years old, I don't know if that would be appropriate. Yeah. I think maybe we can. S- yes and no. I think we should have a remake in the sense that it is the same ghosts but different people. Yeah. Not the same story of here's oh, the like the exact so same storyline. I guess a sequel but more of a reboot. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that. You? I guess, yeah. The thing about the story is that it's very specific, as we kinda of talked about. So mm. I mean you need to have that I would be fine seeing a remake of Kyoko's story. Yeah to be a catalyst to get us to more characters like the detective what's his name and his daughter yeah yeah well, Zumi the daughter Zumi. Zumi, Zumi Zumi I think yeah I mean it would be interesting I really like the concept of if this murder is committed then a curse is born from that yeah but that gets into a as we mentioned some sketchy areas. Yeah. Because everything is a curse. Right. Everything anywhere would be cursed I don't think there's a murder that isn't done <laughs> with some sense of extreme emotional thing. Yeah. Unless accidental murder. Yeah. I just, yeah. That's what I'm saying is like, I feel like if you were to try to say, okay, well, we'll take 
we'll just look at like the bigger universe of the Kaoko curse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd have to see. Yeah. I don't and know if they'll redo it anyway. I don't think they will. I think this is the third one's probably the last one. Yeah. Well, the third one didn't do Unless very they well, do what it? they did in Japan. Where they make a ring grudge. Spin-off. Yeah, which I had no idea until we were looking up these movies. They made a Samara versus, well, Samara's the American girl's name, but whatever her name is in Ringu versus Kaoko movie. Yeah. I kind of want to see that movie. I feel like that has to be interesting, right? It's like Alien vs. Predator, Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, but those ones had... Let me just say you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're taking classic characters versus... Uh, Is the Predator to... a classic character? Yeah, absolutely. Eh, I never liked the Predator. I didn't like him either, but he's a classic character. Mm. He's had several movies. Well, I mean, if you're saying that, then Kaoko's had, had several 12 movies, movies. And the fact that you know who the Predator is... Yeah. You gave me that name, and I don't know who these names are. Yeah, that's fair. People don't know. You go on the street and ask them, they don't know. You say the girl from The Ring. If they made that in America, it would literally just be called Ring versus Grudge. Yeah. They would not use their actual names. That's fine. Yeah. Whereas in the Japanese version, it's called whatever yeah. their names are. Um, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great. How do you feel about this, man? Eh, not great, huh? Uh, it feels fine. It's. I don't think I'll revisit these movies. Not ever? No. You were not interested in seeing Grudge 2 or 3? Mm, no. I'd watch Grudge 2 just to see how Sarah Michelle Gellar gets done in. You're not going to like it. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know how she dies, but I'm oh. sure it's anticlimactic. Yeah, she probably probably just Kaoko shows up and takes her in. Like how, what's her name? Puts Jim her in the Lee Curtis dies in Halloween. Spoiler alert. Anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right. That's all I got. Good. You got anything else? No. Uh... I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully this wasn't as confusing as I know it was. Yeah. Just ask us questions and we will be happy to point sort you, it out. To hopefully, point you in the right direction. The thoughts, thought is that you will have already seen these movies. God, I hope so. Otherwise this is going to make you not want to have ever yeah. seen them. Which is fine. Which is our goal sometimes. True. Like, don't ever see Prom Night. Oh, yeah. Bad Either of them. And that's how I'll leave you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, check us out on wolfbaneblooms.com. Got a bunch of cool quizzes and reviews and lists up there. Uh, you can also find this podcast on iTunes and Google Play and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Uh, if you enjoyed this, which... Whew, I'm sure you will. Maybe you enjoyed this. I enjoyed it. Go ahead and give us a, a rating or subscribe or whatever it is you want to do. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. I forgot the first rule of remakes, Jill. Don't fuck with the original.